0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Whitey from Botswana. Jim
2: Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland.
0: I'm Lisa Breakno from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kedinji from Nairobi, Kenya.
2: I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht,
0: the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry.
2: Welcome back onto to the next edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on board once again. It is another week, uh, and uh, as we record this and release it, it is the end of February. Can you believe it? Two months into the new year. Uh, which means uh, Comrades is looming. If you are running Comrades this year and you haven't checked out uh, the Bonitas online success seminar that we did uh, just a couple of days ago, make sure you head over to coachparry.com. You can check out the replay on our website. It was an hour-long session and it was amazing. So you'll find out exactly what you need to be doing right now, uh, what you need to focus on for the next four weeks. We spoke about how many marathons and ultramarathons you should be running in the build-up to Comrades, and we also spoke extensively about speed work. It's probably the question we get asked the most uh, about Comrades training is how to or should you be incorporating speed work uh, into your training, so make sure you go check that out. com is where you can find the replay, uh, and you can also register for the next one if you haven't, so you don't miss it. It's coming up on the 25th of March. Uh, all you need to do is head over to com forward slash webinar to get all those details coming up on today's podcast uh we're going to be heading north uh, to the uk to catch up with danny hill welter Uh, And danny has got quite an interesting story because uh, she is pregnant and she is still training uh, and wants to know how to continue training throughout her pregnancy. So uh, lots of great tips here, just running-wise, but also lots of great advice uh, if you are pregnant or if you know someone who's pregnant. So if you wouldn't mind sharing this, uh, it would be great as well. And then also coming up on today's podcast, we're going to be announcing our next winner in the Biogen Journey competition. You heard from Hobbo last week. He's down 20 kgs. Uh, And we want to help someone else on their Biogen journey. And I'll tell you exactly who this week's winner is uh, towards the end of today's podcast. And if you'd like to win, all you need to do is use the hashtag Biogen journey on the socials uh, and we could be picking you. So tell us what you're training for, what you need help with, and you could win three months access to the Coach Parry Online Training Club. Uh, The hashtag once again is hashtag Biogen journey. And then we've got another pretty cool success story to share from our forums uh, on the Coach Barry Training Club uh, at the end of this podcast as well. So if you, uh, like us, like sharing in other people's successes, you're going to love this one. Uh, that's all coming up on the other side of our chat with Danny. Lindsay, welcome back on. Nice to touch base once again. Yep. How's it, Brad? How are you doing? Fantastic, thank you. And uh, pretty excited about today's podcast because it's quite different to what we normally do here on uh, on Run. But uh, I think it's an important thing to chat about, and uh, and sort of how to approach things. And it's a great pleasure to welcome our next guest onto the podcast, who all the way in uh, the UK, Danny Hill Welter. Danny, welcome onto the podcast. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me,
2: Danny. Uh, we were joking before we started recording. Obviously, we're recording this. we can see each other on video, but uh, where we are in South Africa at the moment, it's beautiful. Uh, looks a bit chilly where you are.
0: It is absolutely freezing this morning. It's minus two. I had to scrape the car coming out. Um it yeah it's gray and miserable right now.
2: I have got to say Danny I've got so much respect for anybody who who lives not not just lives but trains in in environments like that. My brother lives in in London and and he sends me photos all the time when he's heading out for runs and it's obviously you used to it. Uh it's what you know. Uh so it's it's not such a big deal but I think for anybody listening to this in 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 the southern hemisphere particularly in South Africa and uh maybe Australia, New Zealand, uh it's it, it's totally different. I mean it's uh it comes with its own challenges, doesn't it?
0: It definitely does. It can be very tough. Um Certainly in, in the winter, I do sometimes find myself going, oh, do I have to go out for this run now? It's really cold. It's dark. Um If you want to train in daylight, you have to go running at lunchtime um, <laughs> otherwise. So I, I love training at the weekends because I can run in sort of late morning when it's light. But in the week, it's definitely a bit of a challenge. And I spend a lot of time in the pool because it's a little bit easier to do that. Then go out for a run
2: in the dark. You talk about scraping the ice off the cars. Do you have to scrape the ice off the top of the pool before you get in it?
0: Uh, no, in (laughs) the pools only.
2: Thankfully, thankfully. Danny, talk to me a little bit about your, your running background. I mean, how long have you been a, been a runner? Is it something you've always done?
0: No, I uh, started running about 10 years ago. Um, because I was, had a BMI vet fast approaching 30 and, um, I decided I needed to do something and I don't do half measures. So I signed up for a half marathon. Um had nine months of training, got ridiculously injured, but it ran my half marathon. And by that point I had the bug and, um, have been running on and off ever since. Um, and I started doing triathlon in 2011. Um, did that for a few years, was looking for a new challenge and I'm now ultra running, um, ultra swimming. Um, so anything slow and really long is, is what I really like. Um, and, um, this year I'm slowing down a little bit. I'm currently three months pregnant. Um, so I'm still racing. I raced a 10 mile race yesterday, but uh, beyond that, I'm sort of. Can slow down a little bit over the next few months and then get back to it after
2: next year I mean you're saying slowing down a bit you still you're still training and, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this this chat is because uh, often and, and I'm going to I want to preface this to anybody who's listening who who is pregnant and is wanting to continue training we not we don't want to give any medical advice and it's difficult for us to give any medical advice yeah first port of call is obviously your your or, or your medical practitioner who's dealing with you but but you've had some interesting challenges in the UK from a, from an advice perspective on on how you can continue training when when you're pregnant i know we've spoken a bit in in the forums or Lindsay and you have and and i've seen some of the the back and forth T- tell me a little bit about some of the challenges and the advice that you've been given uh in your sort of journey uh to being three months pregnant and wanting to continue to train
0: yes so um well the first thing in the uk is you don't have That much contact with medical professionals. You get seen by a midwife. Um, you don't really, unless there's a specific problem with your pregnancy, you don't see a doctor (coughs) generally for the whole of your pregnancy. Um, so I didn't see a midwife until last week. Um, and the general advice I've had from, um, people is the first question I get when I say I'm pregnant is, but you've stopped running now, haven't you? Um, so there's, there seems to be this massive res- assumption that oh, you, you can do a bit of swimming or some yoga, but um, you're not going to do any massive impact. And I was really relieved yesterday after the race, I ran into a lady who would just run it as well, who was 21 weeks pregnant. And um, she had the exact same experience of mostly being told, oh, you have to stop running. Um, the midwife said to me, oh, you can do a little bit of exercise, but you probably shouldn't be racing anymore, um, to which I went. Why not? You know, I'm, I'm fine. I, I've slowed down. I've lost about a minute per kilometer since, um, the, uh, about October, but, um, in, in my pace. But beyond that, I, you know, as long as I feel well, if, if I feel poorly, I don't run. Yep. But as long as I feel well, like yesterday, I went into the race with no expectations. I miscalculated what I needed to run to do my target pace and was running well ahead of pace. Uh, it turned out and um I just went, you know what? I'm having fun. It's a beautiful day. It was really sunny yesterday and cold and perfect race conditions. I just carry on pushing, expecting I'd blow up around sort of 10 12 kilometers i didn't i finished quite strong and i really had fun
2: brilliant well that's amazing i'm gonna hand you over to lindsey now and i think lindsey's got some points he wants to make before we start so uh we've got you've got your questions which uh, i'll i'll hand over to you in a sec lindsey i think the one bit of advice i'm guessing is if you fall pregnant now's not the time to start running uh if you want to run when you're pregnant it's probably you need to look at how much you've run Prior to, what What would, I mean, just overall, what, what's your sort of advice on this one?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I've, I've uh, um, over many years in different guises worked um, with pregnant uh, uh, women who are exercising in in the field of rehabilitation as a biokineticist, um, as a coach, as a sports scientist. So over the years have done, a fair amount of of research on an orphan and and that is really the the most common piece of advice given or when the question is asked, is it safe to run during pregnancy and the answer from from the research and the reading and talking to actual medical doctors and gynecologists, the answer is yes, um, as long as you have been running fairly consistently up to that point and, uh, number two, that there aren't any complications. Um, so look in the UK that that little part there makes it a little bit harder because how do you know that there are no complications? Uh, but you know, hopefully you do go r- regularly enough for checkups that the midwife is happy and that they can tell that the, the fetus is not in, in distress. And, um, and you also just really listen to your body. Especially in the first trimester. Okay. Which is exactly what Danny did. She was feeling really tired. She didn't run. And, and the first trimester is probably the, the toughest of the three to keep the running up because it's when you're going to be probably the most tired. Um, the, the baby's probably taking most of the energy. There's also often associated nausea. So those are the sort of things in the first trimester that may interfere. Obviously, towards the end of the final trimester, you'll run into issues perhaps around balance, and you've got to be very careful there because you you, you really want to avoid falling um, while you're pregnant. So you've got to take into account that your your body will have changed and you may not be able to do the, the things that you did do before. might start becoming uncomfortable, Uh, sleeping so the fatigue probably returns in that uh, third trimester so it becomes very important to just monitor how you're feeling and if you're not feeling well you 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 adjust accordingly but you know from from talking to loads of of females unfortunately this is something we can we we can't have um, too intimate a knowledge about as males but the second trimester is really when Pregnancy is, is at its best. Um, hormones are starting to adapt a little bit better, feeling much better, not as tired. Um, some of the hormones that, that are actually helping you to get fitter because what they're trying to do is prepare you for, for childbirth. So on the whole, you should be feeling a whole lot better, um, during this, this period. And I think you need to, you need to, you need to look out a little hard at the little things. So you want to eat healthy. Um, you want to make sure that you, you're getting all the nutrition that you and your, your um, child need. Uh, they talk about, um, in, in quite a bit of the literature read, it talks about um, making sure that you fuel for exercise to give yourself, uh, um, you know, make sure that you're fueling before and, and after uh, and during exercise. Uh, and then the other one is that you do want to avoid Getting way too hot, which is probably not going to happen in the UK this time of year. But I'd avoid things like hot yoga. Avoid things like saunering um, mm. while you're pregnant, because you don't want to um, you don't want it to to get your internal body temperature too high, because that really does distress the fetus out.
2: Danny, on your part, I mean specific questions. I know you've got a couple of things you wanted to to ask Lindsay, and uh, I'm going to open it up to you and, and hand it over to you to to sort of use this time and uh, get
0: get the help that you need. Yes, thank you. So one of the things I've um, noticed, especially in in first trimester, I was really tired. I've had to give up in a lot of my quality sessions, so a lot of my speed training. Um, I've I've managed to start doing some tempo runs more recently, but um, because I've, I'm so tired and because I need to cut down, I was wondering how, what would you suggest in terms of getting quality sessions in, but making sure that they're less than, about an hour, ideally less than forty-five minutes. Can you give me some advice on that front?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think part of this answer is also just looking at what what is the role that that quality session is playing, and that quality session is playing the role of of some anaerobic stimulation, but much more importantly, getting that leg turnover up, improving coordination. Um, speed of muscle contraction those sort of things and and those type of changes can absolutely be done with some shorter interval type of sessions and the, some of the examples i can give you is a, a progression run when you've only got 45 minutes to run a progression run is an excellent way of doing that because it essentially incorporates the warm-up as part of the the routine so you you don't have to do 10, 15 minute warm up and then get in because by its nature, you start slow mm-hmm. and every three to five minutes, you just very gradually increase the speed until you get to a, a point where you feel like you, you really are running about as fast as you're comfortable to run. And then you can h- try and hold that pace for 10 to 15 minutes and then a five minute cool down. And so that, that, workout could be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes and it's a really good way to just introduce a little bit of speed the other reason why it's a great workout so even even though it feels pretty hard while you're doing it it's um it has quite a low sort of volume so therefore when you finish you recover from it quite quickly so it has quite a low um, impact and then you know the the the, the other way to, to do it in terms of doing intervals and, and that sort of thing is really just to go, it's important to warm up and we need some of a cool down. So if we do 10 to 15 minutes just to make sure that you are quite warm up and then to do a speed play. So rather than a formal, we're going to do five times 1K with X amount of recovery, you do a speed play. So you then do intervals which can be fixed length intervals if it's easier so you can do three minute on one minute off or two minute on one minute off or you can literally do okay i'm going to run hard for three minutes okay now i'm going to jog until i'm recovered then i'm going to run hard for two minutes i'm going to jog until i'm recovered i'm going to run hard for four minutes i'm going to jog until and you pretty much go until whoops i've got five minutes left do my cool down and um and and off you go so you I I guess the short answer to that question is we must never be wound up to say that the ideal interval session is X. And therefore, if I can't get to that, there's no point in in doing it because then it would be the same as if you're at home and you don't have time to get in your long run. You go, well, I can't do my long run, so stuff it. I'm just going to stay and watch TV, eat popcorn and crisps. you know. (laughs) Mm. 20 minutes of exercise are going to be better than that. So, um, yeah, always just ac- accept that that outside of the elite athletes, the rest of us will never have the ideal training environment, time. You know, we can't go down to the track and spend two to two and a half hours to get in a one to one hour 15 workout. So we'll never warm up like the pros do. We'll never cool down like the pros do we do the best we can in the time that we've got available. Mm
0: -hmm. Thank you. That's really helpful. I'll definitely try progression runs and those sort of sessions um, in the next few weeks. And one other thing I I read about and wasn't sure what to do with, um, and I've read about it as an ultra runner as well, was uh, running with poles because I've got uh, a last half marathon, um, which is off-road and really, really hilly um, around 24 weeks. and then I'm, not determined to do it but i'd like to give it a go and i was thinking i would try running with poles do you have any thoughts on that
1: yeah absolutely so if you do want to go off-road um look again in this in this trimester balance probably isn't going to be too much of an issue however using um they're almost like ski poles they're very similar to ski poles and using poles really does help with balance and especially when you're on on uneven terrain, it makes it much more forgiving. So if you, you know, if you catch a toe or something, it's easy to jam the poles down and to get your, your balance back. Um, they take a little bit of getting used to running with, but they, they're very light. So to be, to be honest, you, once you're in the groove and, and, and using them, you almost stop noticing that, that they're around. Um, they obviously, when you get to, like an open road jeep track scenario, running with them is a little bit awkward if you if you're not putting them into the ground, but they absolutely are quite easy and comfortable to use and you know, as you you may actually find then in the third trimester if you do want to carry on running, although you're running much slower, it might actually just make you much more comfortable having those with you because it it will help improve the coordination and the odd like we, as I said, you catch a toe on a root or something like that.
0: Thank you. And is there anything technique-wise that I sh- sort of – do I just use them as I feel comfortable? Is there anything I need to pay attention to?
1: Yeah, so it will come fairly naturally to you. Um, in terms of balance, it's – you want to use them the same way that you run, which is actually to be the opposite. Your arms are the opposite of what your your legs do. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that's really it. And then once you've, you're going to have, and, and unfortunately people won't be able to see this, but, but you can, but you'll be holding them quite near the, the tops of the poles. Um, almost with your thumb over the, the top. And that gives you the, when you land that pole, it feels much more, um, comfortable. So in other words, you won't use it like a walking stick where your hands are, are over the top because you Mm -hmm. want to get it out just out in front of your body and work it past and behind you as you as you move through or or move past the pole
0: Mm -hmm. okay great and so i had another couple of questions which are not necessarily uh, specific to pregnancy running but more running in general oh that's Um, great one of them is training with a heart rate monitor and with heart rate zones i did that a few years ago and um, initially had some really good results because i was always running too fast and uh, when i started training with a heart rate monitor i learned to run slowly but um as i became sort of more interested in triathlon a lot of triathletes get incredibly hung up on their zones whereas since i've started monitoring my resting heart rate i've noticed that's all over the place it can vary um my resting heart rate at the uh, the end of december was 69 it is now 61 so it's i've had some massive variation probably due to pregnancy i can be stressed um at other times like if i drink alcohol obviously at the moment but i've noticed that affects it does that influence the zones and should i get too hung up on the edges
1: of the zones? So, so the, the, the resting heart rate won't impact much on the zones. Um, al- alcohol, um, excessive heat, um, stress, those things can also lead to a slight increase in exercising um, heart rate. So on the days where you know everything is, is fairly equal, you pretty much know that you, you you're not stressed, you you haven't um, had a couple of drinks the evening before it's a fairly pleasant day out, those sort of days you kind of dial in what does it feel like to be running at or around about the correct heart rate Mm -hmm. and then that helps you in subsequent runs where perhaps you are extremely stressed with a deadline or so on at work and then you've got something to fall back on because you know what it feels like. So training on heart mm-hmm. rates absolutely has a place, most notably because of exactly what you said in your intro, is that it helps you not to run too hard on your easy days. Okay, Um What you will find is that this type of training works really quickly, which is what you found last time. And there should be some fairly notable improvements almost week on week, for a good couple of weeks that you, at that similar heart rate, feeling a lot better, running, starting to run, although it's, it's a slow creep, when you add up the weeks and you look back, there should be a noticeable shift in how um, much faster you can run at the same heart rate. You will get to a point where that then plateaus, and from that point onwards, It's important to keep running your easy runs as easily as you have been running, but that's the point where then your interval work and your tempo work and your threshold and your progression runs become really important because then they will provide a new stimulus which should then in turn play back into the whole system and you should see an improvement again um, in in your overall running. Mm
0: -hmm. Brilliant, thank you. Um, And then my last question is sort of slightly related to that, um, but I was in a room full of triathletes and triathlon coaches the other day, and everybody was talking about testing and how they are testing themselves every four weeks or six weeks and um, all the sort of tests that people were doing. Um, Do you Would you recommend doing quite a bit of testing outside running races? And if so, what sort of tests would you recommend for cycling, swimming, and running?
1: So early in training or or in a a training lifespan, let's say, that. then I would say there's probably quite a lot of benefit in doing some basic tests. Now, those can fall into quite expensive testing in terms of some physiological stuff that you might need to go to the local university, or they could be – time trial type of races. Now, depending on the level of experience with, of the person you're working with and your own personal experience, we can actually learn a lot from time trials uh, and then use those to set appropriate training zones, either heart rate-based or um, speed-based or power-based if, you, if you're if you moving into the realm of power. So I always look at it and go, okay, if you have two – or lactate um, type of, of test gives us quite good information. But certainly in South Africa, that's quite expensive type of testing. So I always ask myself the question, am I going to get or, or, or the information I'm going to get from that, how long can I use it for and how important is it in terms of getting the improvement that I want? And normally the answer that I come up with them myself is that unless someone is extremely serious about what they're doing, I will almost always lean towards more indirect tests like time trials. Um, and when we get to a point where we can see there are diminishing returns on those uh, improvements on those tests. And again, depending on how serious you are about where you're going and, and what you want to do, that would be the point where doing some of that physiological testing just to dial those zones in much better than with an educated guess. And so that that's kind of how I look at that type of, of testing. Um but you are otherwise, you know, on the bike doing 20 to 30k uh time trials on the bike in the pool Doing 300 to 800 meter time trials, swimming time trials and running, doing between 4 and 10k time trials. That gives us a lot of very useful information to be able to, to, um, dial in on, on those zones.
0: Mm-hmm. And at what frequency roughly would you test every four weeks, every six weeks? Or? So in, in,
1: initially, um, initially every four to six weeks, later on every six to eight weeks. And then once you, you know, if, if you, Dealing with somebody that you've worked with for two or three seasons. And certainly if I'm dealing with, with the people on the elite level, then those would probably be two to three times a year, depending on what phase of training or competition we're going into, just to have a look and see where we, where we are in comparison to previous years.
0: Okay. That's really interesting to think about there. Yeah. Um, I did have one more question on, um, sort of, nutrition and race nutrition because it's always something i i play with and i always feel like i under fuel for uh during races because i, I don't like taking gels um you probably get a question all the time any sort of advice on what else to, to look at i hate carrying things but
1: okay so I, do you hate the gels because you don't like carrying them or because the texture of the gel is 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 really not
0: the gels I don't mind carrying because they fit in a pocket. Um, I don't like the texture. I found one gel called Talk in the UK, which I can sort of cope with. Um, but I worked out I would need to at least, need at least four to five in a marathon. I've never been able to take more than three before my stomach just goes. No, nope, not not doing anymore.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So, in 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 a marathon, um, and I, I haven't finished reading the article, but I was reading a really cool nutrition review last night, which I. Which I will get get through in the next two days or so, but um, we generally talk about needing in the region of one gram of carbohydrate per kg of body mass. Um, But having read this this review, and I obviously need to have a, a proper look at where everything was referenced, they actually spoke about. For a up to a marathon thirty to sixty grams an hour an hour um, and, and that's not taking into account the, the the individual in question but that's certainly in my own personal experience where i felt somewhere in the region of 30 to forty grams per hour has really provided me enough exercise for a marathon um, and then for an ultra marathon when the when the intensity comes down slightly. So the demands aren't quite as great. Then again, I've found personally that 40 to 50 grams is, is enough. 50 grams starts to get to the point where that takes some, some planning, but 30, 30 grams is fairly easy. I mean, if you don't like taking gels and you're getting a Gatorade or energy power aid sort of equivalent which is typically seven to seven to eight grams of carbohydrate per hundred mils, you are going to be okay with probably three hundred grams of fluid per hour and then one or two gels or shots or chewables or you know, something along those lines uh, through the, the the marathon. Of course, again, in the northern hemisphere, I've I've actually found that 300 mils of fluid is quite a lot of fluid to to drink because the the, the thirst drive isn't there. You're not sweating as much as you do um, in in the southern hemisphere. So th- that would be the other component to work on. Is what's the comfortable amount of fluids that you can consume off the side of the road? Um, and once you, you've dialed that in, uh, and I'd imagine it would be somewhere in the region of 150 and maximum 300 mils, I think beyond that it, it would get quite difficult. Um, that will then be able to lead you, okay, well, how, how many gels do I have to want to plan around or are there other similarly equal products to carry around that are much easier for me to handle, like chewable versions of? Um, and that can be, you know, almost, I'm pretty sure you get, gets, you get super season in the UK, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those sort of almost not, not boiled sweets, but the, the more powder based, uh, sweets that you just easily chew up and they break up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the softer jelly type of sweets, uh, or, or some soft types of nuts, but that then starts to create an issue with carrying stuff. So that you know, cashews, cashews are great. Um, uh, in, in, in South Africa, we get things called nut butters. So they are little uh, packets of either cashew nut butter or macadamia nut butter. They, they're fairly easy to, well, they're certainly easy to carry and they're fairly easy to consume. So those are the sort of things you'll, you'll need. But you are really, for a marathon, you're looking for between 30 and 60. You probably get away quite easily with 30 to 40 grams per hour without running out of energy. Then it becomes a question of playing around with the frequency of, um, consumption. What you're going to take. How does it make you feel? Et cetera, et cetera.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very useful. Thank you. Um, It sounds like I've actually not been doing too badly in marathons where sweet drinks are available because I I have been drinking those and those in combination with gels work well.
1: Yeah, so Um, then you you probably are quite close. And look, what I do find in a marathon is that even the ones we have finished pretty strong, the last five to, to seven Ks, so the last three miles or so, it's it's hard. Your legs are beat up. You're feeling a little bit sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not I'm not entirely sure nutrition is ever gonna gonna solve that problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool,
2: Danny. Uh, I think we're pretty much out of time. I I know I don't know if you've got any other questions that you wanted to just shoot off quick, or or if that's good.
0: No, I'm good. Thank you very much.
2: Perfect, Danny. It's been amazing catching up. We love chatting to to members around the world, and uh, yeah, it's always always good for us to be able to put a, a face to the name. So thanks for your time today.
0: Thank you for having me,
2: Danny. You, hey. you just to, before I wrap up, you you're obviously a member of our online community, and uh, I'm not 100 percent sure how you found us, but uh, your experience so far, what do you what are you enjoying about it?
0: Um I like that the forums are there and I, I sort of look at them. I am not very active at the moment, um, but um yeah, I do love reading sort of other people's questions and very often people have questions that where I go, Oh yeah, that's a really good point, And I like reading those answers. Um I like the t- drag and drop training program, um so I can plan my week, but then also be flexible. It's not like a hard and fast set program, which is great. Um and I found you because I did Comrades a couple of years ago and um that's sort of when I started looking at Coach Perry. I only did all the um, online webinars and stuff.
2: Brilliant. Well, Danny, it's been, been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And, and best of luck, when's the, when's the due date? Uh,
0: start of August.
2: Awesome. Cool. Fantastic. Danny, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank it's you. Fantastic chat with Danny. Best of luck. And we look forward to seeing how you progress. And uh, yeah, before I go... Just two things we need to take care of. Uh, Obviously, uh, another post in our success forum on the Coach Parry Training Club. Uh, this one came in from Flox Dibukwane. Uh, Flox was saying uh, he ran the Johnson Crane Marathon this year and he got a PB of 4.13, going for a sub-4 next year. I think I can safely rock my Coach Parry graduate t-shirt with pride. Slowly get in there. Sloks, well done. You put in the hard work and you get rewarded. Uh, yeah, nothing like uh, following a very structured training program, uh, doing the right sessions at the right paces, at the right intensities. Uh, yeah, definitely helps. Well done. And thank you for sharing that cool story as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to check out the Coach Parry Training Club, all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. You can get access to that right now. And uh, before we go, time to announce our next winner in the Biogen Journey competition. And uh, it's a post that came off Instagram this week. And it was uh, from Warren Barrett. Uh, The Instagram handle is WGBarrett. And uh, Warren's training for Comrades 2019 posted a pretty cool pic uh, of himself. Uh, Warren will be in touch. Congratulations for sharing uh, your Biogen journey and using the hashtag on social media. Uh, that's hashtag Biogen journey if you'd like to win. You can also uh, put hashtag Coach Parry in there as well if you'd like, uh, just for a bit of browning points. But uh, yeah, we'll pick a winner and we'll announce the next one on next week's podcast. That is it. Have yourself a superb week. And don't forget to check out the Comrades webinar. Uh, If you missed it, the success seminar uh, from Monday night, uh, lots of great advice in there. All you need to do is head over to coachparry.com to check out the replay. Until next week, from myself, Brad, and the coach, and the rest of the team here at Coach Parry, have yourself a superb one. Cheers.